Hello, and welcome to the Kingdom Corner Podcast, where you can propel your faith into even deeper levels as we discuss how to live the kingdom culture on earth as it is in heaven, just as Jesus prayed. Here's your host, the great Matt Geib. Hello, hello. Good day to all you Kingdom Corner Podcast devotees. I'm so excited today to be with you in the middle of February here, 2022. Uh, And I'm continuing on with what the Lord has put on my heart for this year. And that is to elevate this platform, to lift up this platform to other people to come and share. I I feel like God has given me a mission uh, to bring in people of like-minded heart and mind from the body of Christ, uh, to, to draw them in and, and let them share that we can bring others into what God is doing in this wonderful time. He's doing some magnificent things in the earth. It may not look like it in some ways, all the things that are going on, but I think that portends to just uh, what God can do in this time. And having said that, I'm introducing a gentleman that I've met through the Kingdom Company uh, School, which I've been a part of and he's been a part of. I've been there three or four years with the group. He's been there maybe a year. Um, but um, we're in this school, we're drawing in like-minded people. I'm finding some of these people that hopefully I can help them, you know, give them a leg up, give them a platform to talk and share their message. David Farwell, a 27-year ministry veteran, I'm just reading off of what you sent me. Uh, he wants to catalyze ministry and their leaders to take courageous steps in this wild frontier we find ourselves in. I find that exciting. He serves as an apostolic leader internationally in regions that cover Europe, several nations in Africa, the Caribbean, as well as around the U.S. In 2022, David believes we are sitting on the forefront of the greatest move of God in the past 100 years. Boy, I believe that. And maybe we'll get into this trip. He just made a trip over, I think, to Belgium and some other places over there. We'll talk about that, maybe. He holds a graduate degree from Liberty University. That's a good school. I have friends that went there. He served in nearly every position of ministry, youth pastor, teaching pastor, associate pastor. He set aside traditional ministry to devote himself to living a life of radical faith, trusting God with vision, direction, and provision. His desire is to serve you ministry leader, to reach the full nature of God's design for your life, to be the change agent you are always destined to be. And reading this and looking through it, David, I'm just thinking that um, you are called and we are called and the people that I'm running into uh, uh, to be out of the box, out of the four square walls of the church, out of you know, that perfect church with the steeple on top that I kind of hid in for a lot of years. So um, if you could just kind of speak to that, maybe if uh, that's clear enough. Sure, I sure can. You know, uh, I spent a lot of years in inside of those walls, imploring people, exhorting people, often almost begging people, please go and spread the good news. Please go and be uh, a change agent in this world. Find your gifts and use them not here in this church. I really don't care if you use them here in the church. Please get out of this building. And, you know, I, there, was a, there was a day, Matt, where I, I looked inward at my life 
And I thought, how? How in the world can I ask people to go to be a sent people and not be willing to answer the call of being sent myself? And and so that was a huge shift for me, for my family, as we said, yes, Lord, we will be sent people as you have called us to be. And if that means that we have to lay down uh, all consistency, all comfort, all predictability, um, we are willing to hold nothing back, but we put ourselves fully surrendered on the altar of, of you know, of sacrifice. And so uh, that's where we found ourselves uh, a year and a half ago, where um, the Lord told us to move to California um, and to, to be on the forefront of what God is going to do here in the U.S. A lot of people will look at what's going on in California. They'll look at the government here in California and they'll say, ooh, it would kind of be okay if maybe that state just kind of like fell into the ocean. Um, but you know, the reality is as we got here, there is a deep stirring among the people here as we live outward lives, as we share the gospel and we share, um, the message of Christ everywhere we go, the people that I meet, there is something significant. And I would, I'm, I'm going to venture a guess to say that in the next five years, there will be a sweeping movement of God that will emerge out of the state of California that is going to be a, a huge surprise, a pleasant surprise, and an overall blessing that will move across the United States of America. Amen. I, I think that um, the, I so agree with you. Uh, we see a lot of crazy things going on in our society and the world right now it's like the world's being turned upside down i've even you know i don't want to get too much into it but i follow a lot of that sometimes the lord says i follow it too much uh what's going on in the world you know i've even heard that maybe there could be a civil war in the united states who knows but i think when it really if we say it really is getting darker and darker uh the brightness of what god is doing shines brighter and brighter and you had mentioned before we got on, uh, you just got back from an overseas trip. Was it to Belgium? Was that it? Yeah, I spent time in uh, in Holland, Belgium, and France. Wow. And um, what you said really struck my heart, too, because I've been to China and India twice, but that's been 20 years ago. And the, uh, the hunger between kind of what you expressed is the same thing I experienced, the hunger between people and in a lot of those nations, as compared to what I see in North America, it, it doesn't compare. I mean, they seem to be, especially when I was in China and India, you know, I'd teach for an hour. And then I had to learn to throw my notes away because teach more, teach more. And, and before you know it, two, three hours would go by and God would just pour into me for them. So yeah. I don't see that here in a lot of no. places. Let's put it that way. No, that's that's very true, and you know it had been a while since I had been international. Of course, we lived in a in a pretty crazy, you know, whatever your view is on this pandemic. You know, that's not our subject for today. No. But we we've lived in a crazy world uh, that that is not really permitted travel. Um, so this trip, um, man, what a fantastic time to just see how God lined up. You know, Matt, I was supposed to 
when I got to Holland, the requirement was that I would get there and have to spend 10 days in um, quarantine. That was their rule. And wouldn't you know, I I kept asking the Lord, I said, Lord, you know, that's not my purpose for going is to spend 10 days by myself. And just to testify to the goodness of God, check this out. I, I, I told God, I said, you know, there are, there are lots of loopholes. I could see ways that I could be maybe a little deceptive. I could, you know, say that I'm here for a different reason. I could, you know, I could, I could, I could do, you know, a lot of different things to kind of like swerve around this, this requirement in the Netherlands. Right. And, uh, but I said, Lord, I don't want to do that. I want to, I want to honor you both in the process and in the product or the results it's not just about the results. It matters how we get there because God is calling all of us to a life of radical obedience. Right. And wouldn't you know, two days before I left, the Netherlands announced that effective the day that I leave, the day that I leave, that if you have the vaccine, you do not have to quarantine. Okay. And and I had already and you know that's another story of, of why the Lord led me to take the vaccine. Yeah, you know, we don't have to get into that. I've it's a matter those, of obedience. I've heard you know, those stories too. Yeah, and and here's here's the reality uh, for all of us when it comes to you know how we view the vaccine and everything. I'm not I'm not one to say you should or you shouldn't. But what I will say without any hesitation in my voice is to say, listen to God. And Amen. do what he says. Just Amen. do what he says. And, and everything will be okay. And so I was able to go fully into this country, Matt, and uh, and, um, and jump right into, um, right into ministry. What I saw in the span of a three-day period, I mean, I, I didn't even have time to, to worry about jet lag. I got, I got into the Netherlands at 8 in the morning. Um, after leaving here at seven in the morning and, and had to go right to, right to our first session. And, and so, you know, what happened was, uh, you know, I'm just going to just, just be real plain in my speech here. Uh, we saw countless demons manifest in people mm-hmm. and be cast out. I saw people receive supernatural provision right in front of my eyes. I saw a man who had been run over three times by a delivery truck have his body, after 37 surgeries, have his body be set right right in front of everybody. The stories go on and on and on. Um, speaking, you know, praying for people, um, praying over people, and and I'm praying in English, and there's a person behind me praying in Dutch, mm. and 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 the person that we're praying for starts starts just like laughing and crying, and and she stops everyone. She says, "Stop, stop, stop, stop! I can't take it. I can't take it. What, what's going on?" She said to me, "Do you know Dutch?" No, no, I don't. She said, you too, you and this woman that's praying, you're praying the same thing. Oh, my. 
You're you're literally saying at the same time the same words. Mm. And and it just you know, Matt, it's just one of those things where when you put yourself out there, and I think that this is probably the bottom line, when you put yourself out there in obedience, it opens the door for God to show up. To God for God to show up um in 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 profound ways. And then you take on top of that a group of people who are so hungry, not for the work of God. They're they're desperate people, right? They're desperate, right? You, you know, here in America, let's just be honest. I mean, we've we've organized our lives in such a way where we really don't need God. Um, but that's not the case for, for the majority of people over there. And so, so would you say, just like when I went to India or China, see, I'm, I'm really amazed by this because I wouldn't have thought Europe would be as open as I saw in India and China. But by what you're saying, they sure seem to be. And are you saying that is because of maybe the same things I saw in India? Uh, people were so just poor, dirt poor, that that, that drove them to seek God. Yes, there's something you know that Jesus said um, in the Beatitudes, right? He said, "Blessed are the poor in spirit, what and for they shall see God." Right? Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's something that happens, I believe, um, when somebody is physically poor, um, when when life is challenging, uh, it causes them to be able to understand in a loving way that they're also poor in spirit. Right. right. Because they're not so full of themselves. They're not so full of of right. accomplishment or right. or you know possessions or whatever it may be. <clears throat> but the 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 poor are able to understand poor in spirit as well. And if Jesus promised in his very word, I mean he said it so plainly, blessed are the poor in spirit, they're going to see God. Yes, I like that. Uh, I think the Greek says it, blessed are the beggarly in spirit. Oh, my goodness. I love that language. <laughs> oh. Wow. That, that's what I found in India, beggarly people, physically and spiritually. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Excuse me, so true. We're too much like, uh, what is it, the Laodicean church here? You know, uh, we're indifferent. Mm. Is that the word we'd use, indifferent? Maybe. I think that's a good word for it. Yeah, you know, that, yeah, you know, I, I think that 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 indifference, that level of kind of the extent of our of our faith is that we've checked the box. You know, we've we've gone to church. We've maybe cracked our Bible once this week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. how do we? I mean, I've heard you on some other calls, and I went and listened to some of them, and got some real gems there that maybe we can dig into. But uh, the thought crosses my mind because we've both been at this a long time, you and I, right? <laughs> yeah. So how do yeah. we stay hungry? How do we stay? How does a North American Christian that's been brought up around it all his life, how does he stay in that place of? beggarliness before God. That's what that's Oof. what I'm asking, you know. And uh, God was challenging me before I got on this call on my walk this morning. I get so, it's good in a way, but it's not good. I get these blinders on and I get in a certain way to do things and that's how I do it. And he says, I want to break you out of that. 
to do so much more. And I'm saying, but how, Lord? How? You know, mm. I, I want those answers. <laughs> so, you know. Oh uh, well, well, God bless you, Matt, for for wrestling with God and that. And may you be like Jacob and not let go, not let go until you get the blessing of, of understanding. Um, Mm. You know, uh, I I wish that I could say, well, maybe it's a little bit different for everybody, but I kind of alluded to this here just a few minutes ago. I, I really, I'm really becoming more and more convinced that, that the, the, the answer, the solution for, the American church having its breakout moment, having this, this awakening that we, that so many people long for here. You know, I definitely am not saying that that every single Christian in North America is lazy and apathetic. Mm. There are some, there are some phenomenal faithful men and women of God who are hungering and thirsting after the greater things the 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 ways in which Jesus promised that we would be able to minister according to His name and glory, and and so there are those people. But what's the you know what's the difference? What's the difference between one person? There's nothing special about me. I I, I mean, other than I'm uniquely and wonderfully made by God, but so are you, and so is every listener, right? Right. <laughs> um, so I'm not I'm not special, and I don't have some special gifting that allows me to go to Europe and see demons cast out. Mm. You know, I'm I, and I, I want to make sure that I say this with an understanding for everyone who's listening that, um, you know, God has really expanded my heart. I say this with a with a great deal of love, um, but also a great deal of sadness in my heart. Mm. Um, that it's just as simple as obedience. Mm. Obedience to Christ. I can't I can't look back at, at the last year and a half of my life and say it was because of anything that I did except to say yes to God. You know, for the last, well, for two years now, man, I woke up every single day of my life. And before I put my feet on the floor, I tell God one thing, Lord, I have no idea what you have in store for me today. Mm, Not a clue. But I want you to know that before I even know what it is, my answer is yes. Wow. That's, that's good. Amen. Yes, you talked about the other night, I've, or the other day, I've listened to several of these calls at the King Company, and I went back and listened to some of that again. I love this. Each person has a collective, collaborative mandate or mission um, that God has custom made them for, an assignment that is unique to each one of us. And I think, I think so many Christians, especially in North America, that just goes right by them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness! Wow. Um, boy, you 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 dug you dug up some good stuff there, brother. Yeah, um, there's a lot of good stuff you have here, brother. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that sometimes I'll just say it this way. Um, it really takes the pressure off. <laughs> um, 
you know, all of us created in the image of God that are on this earth right now, we have a collective mandate from the Lord. Mm. And, and that mandate is the same. When Jesus taught people to pray, he said, when you pray to the Father, pray like this. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed or holy, holy is your name. Yeah. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth just like it is in heaven done mm. that is our mandate amen restore the kingdom of god that was first given to adam and eve mm. here are the keys to the kingdom they relinquished those keys when they chose to go after their own desires and gave those keys over to the enemy to satan jesus comes and shows us the heart of the father again mm. and says, this is how, this is who the father is. This is how the father loves. And I have come to set that right. 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 I have come to restore all things. And mm. so he, in, in scripture tells us, right. He, he st- makes a sacrifice on the cross. Mm. He goes and collects the keys mm. <laughs> and he says, all authority has been given to me and essentially then confers that authority to us and says, go change the world, Mm. make disciples, bring people, bring the fold into the kingdom, use the gifts that I'm breathing on you. The Mm. father has given you gifts. The father's given you gifts. He's given you grace He's given you righteousness, these wonderful gifts from the Father, and I, the Son, give you these other gifts. There's gifts to the church that I give you, um, that, I've, that I've given the gifts of apostles and prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for every work of ministry until, until we have all come to unity and faith and to our perfection, right, mm-hmm. as Ephesians tells us. Um, and, and then the Holy Spirit continually is, is empowering us with his gifts mm. to actually accomplish the work of ministry that Jesus assigned to us. So we have this collective mandate, right? Right. The collaborative mission is a great commission. Our collaborative mission working together, right? Go and make disciples. Go into all the world. And make disciples, right? And right. and 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 so we we go and we do that. But here's what's really beautiful: um, every single person has a creative assignment. Mm. There is something so beautiful, Matt. It has been my my privilege. I have been so blessed to get to know you wow. and to recognize the gifts and the the creative assignment that God has uniquely designed you for. Amen. Thank you. And it causes me to be able to celebrate. I'm not jealous of anything. No. And you don't have to be jealous of, no. of anything that I have. But instead, we look at one another and say, oh, man, when we understand that it has literally nothing to do with us, nothing at all, it is literally 100% every moment entirely about the name of Jesus, our King, then we understand now as loyal subjects of a king in his kingdom being established on this earth, let's link arms. Let's use our gifts in a complimentary way to go out and 
change the world as we are instructed. Yes. I, you know, I listened to, like I said, I was listening to some of your things that you shared the other night we were on a call together. And, um, you know, God gave me a little, as much as long as I've been at it, it's good. That we're always catching new things. <laughs> yeah. Something caught my heart when you were speaking. You're talking about part of this now, about how we're all called to a mandate. We all have gifts to uh, use as, like Ephesians 4, to begin to bring the church into a place of unity and a place of power. But along with that, you had mentioned, and I really see it in your life. I mean, I don't see every detail, but I can just sense it about you. And this is sometimes because of the guy that I am, kind of knocked me off my horse. You talked about even if you're going through things. And what you said that really struck me, because I've been, this past week or two, I've been living in 2 Corinthians 4, and it really struck uh, me. You said that um, this this is part of the canvas. And if we could just see these things, uh, these things that we go through, and you said you were going through something. I don't want to get into all that. I got things I'm going through here in my house. But you know it's just like a revelation hit me. That's a good thing, Matt, because I'm using that in the canvas, that masterpiece of your life, uh, you know, that I'm putting together. Same with your life. That's part of the plan. Part of the plan, is it not? And I think you miss that. We want to, we want to, like I have for years, I want to get out from under that because I like things just all my ducks in a row. I like to, and, and, and walking with God, ministering with God, you know that, I know that, doesn't always go like that. And God oh. just really put that in my heart. Not that I rejoice that maybe bad things are happening, but I can rejoice in the thing that's going on around me that God is still in control, correct? If you oh, could my just, goodness, yeah. If you could just speak on that for a minute. You know, <laughs> God gave me such a, a quickening in my heart about that the other mm. night when you used that word, you know, it's part of the canvas, you know, and like, who was it? Was it uh, Justin that said, or you that said, well, somebody just wants to paint the whole thing bad, and, you know, well, kinda, yeah, that, the person that, that I've our... been, I've kind of done that, you know, and then, I, then <laughs> oh. I've been, then God's had to set me aside, you know, for a while, till I got the right attitude. Sure. Well, oh. I, I think that that is, uh, I think we're all tempted to the same thing. And none of us are exempt with that temptation, right? That when when something starts to go poorly in our lives, we tend to paint our whole canvas with that brush. Yeah, it's all bad. It's all bad. <laughs> you know, my my life just is it just stinks. You know, and and we've all met those people, and right. I have been that person. Mm. You know, let, let me let me just be perfectly honest here. I've been that person, you know, and yeah. but over the last couple of years, which have, you know, no one outside of me and my family can really fully understand the magnitude of testing, sacrifice, suffering, fear. Mm. Um, I mean, I can't even tell you how many times over the last two years I've had moments of, of panic. Right. As I step back and say, oh, what have I done? I've, I've put my whole family at risk. We don't even know where we're going to live. I have no income. I, like, you know, and just go into a, just a total panic. Right. And it was through that time, um, I heard the still small voice of the Lord. Um, the Lord wakes me up every night, Matt, between three, three and five in the morning. Um, 
and every every time it's it's become this thing where it's almost <laughs> like almost like the like the Lord's like, oh hey, I'm glad you're up. Let's let's yes. talk about some things. Yeah. Um, and it's just become wow. it's just become a secret place for me. Mm. Um, but it was one of those mornings of you know sometime between three and five. I don't I don't remember. But I remember hearing the still small voice of the Lord to say, David, is everything bad in your life right now? <laughs> oh, wow. No, no, it's not. Am I am I always good? Wow. And 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 I had to, you know, I'm just gonna be honest, I had to sit there for for a little bit. And and it wasn't a it wasn't a like a declaration that came out of me like yes you're good. It it was a voice of 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 humility. It was a voice of of lowering myself and saying wow you know what you are. You might not do everything that I wish that you would, but man you're good. God you're so good. Yeah. And what happened in that moment, Matt, is that I started painting the canvas of my life with a different brush. What came out of that, uh, I kind of get stuck. Like if, if God starts teaching me something, I'll stay on it for six months. Mm, um, that's, that's okay. Even if it's just one word, right? Mm. <laughs> um, but what came out of that is just recognizing. We see this um, really clearly actually in second. Second Corinthians, that the, the God is um, God always has us in an upward journey. Mm-hmm. We are always moving upward and into Christ, and that is that is the movement that is intended for us as His people. And so, what happens is when we choose, as Scripture tells us, in everything, give thanks to God. In everything, Amen. in in the, the 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 temporary challenges of today, in the overall blessings of life, um, the good moments, the g- give it all to God. And this is this is half about about just remembering to give thanks even when things are hard. But it's also about acknowledging the goodness of God when we might be tempted to say that oh I was lucky. No, you're not lucky. You're blessed. You're blessed by God. God, thank you for, um, I mean, the the dumbest little things, right? And, and and we pass over them so quickly and just be like, oh, my my life is good, right? But instead to stop and be like in everything, mm. everything, give thanks to God. Now what happens is I'm I'm painting my life. You're you're painting your life with a with a, this brush that causes you to see the goodness of God yes. everywhere that you go. Yes. Not just in your own life, but then oh, then there's this contagious thing that happens, and you start seeing the goodness of God in other people. And that that's when it gets super crazy mm-hmm. because now you can point out the blessings uh, of God in others yes. when they're not even looking at God at all. Yes, that's um, good. That's and so good. then there, listen, this is this is so, and I didn't go there uh, the other night, but I believe that scripture is really, really clear that this is where miracles happen. 
Because when we're in a place of worship, right, when when we create an environment of worship and acknowledgement of God, when, when we've opened up our lives fully to God, coming back to the beginning of our conversation on this call right now, what I begin to see and understand is that in that, when we are acknowledging God in all things, now our sensitivity is way up <laughs> and yeah. God is able to move because there's an environment of faith and belief and praise. Mm. Um, and wow. and then, then whew, look out because God, God's going to blow your socks off. He's going to do something powerful. Wow. Um, that was so powerful what you share. Wow. Well, it's, it's been, listen, I'm not speaking as a, as an expert. I'm no. speaking this as somebody who's been getting their socks blown off. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so it's been quite the journey for me as well. And I'm just, I'm, uh, I'm insufferably excited about it, Matt. Well, well you're in that place. Like let's read the end of this chapter, chapter four in second Corinthians. You're in that place where you're, you're building up an exceedingly more eternal weight of glory through your light affliction. And, and you know what, brother, you know what you said, I was just laughing at my own situation. For you to explain, I mean, there's a time where we need to lean on our brothers or our sisters, the church, and talk about some of these things. But really, like you also said the other day, when's the last time that you went to God first with something, okay? Mm. And then I was thinking, you know, you trying to explain to me, you can, and you can lean on me like I could lean on you. But really, you trying to explain your situation to me or me to you would be like trying, and I've said this to the Lord at times, he laughs at me. I said, I couldn't explain <laughs> this to people any more than uh, I could explain the color yellow to a blind man. You know what I'm saying? Mm, but so he, true. But he would understand it, right? Because he made us. Yeah. So. Oh. That's powerful. Wow. That, that's that's such a good insight, right? I mean, and, and that's that's why I think it's really important that we understand how valuable it is to develop the pattern of going to God first. Mm, I you know, I want to, I want, uh, again, just going to be times, look, I'm, I have an apostolic call. Sometimes I'm going to, I'm going to, sometimes I'm going to call out the body of Christ. Yes. Um, and do. it is, it is a pet peeve for me. It really is that, that people will turn to YouTube to <laughs> sermon there we um, go. Yes, I wanted to get you know, <laughs> oh my goodness, they'll turn to that looking for answers. They'll start Googling, you know, answers to their questions or the things that they're suffering through. Mm. And they haven't, they haven't even gone here, mm. Mm. you know, I, and, I, and, it, and it just, it confounds me well, when, been, when the been, word of God right. is, is, is breathed and inspired by the by the very nature and spirit of God. It's it's words of life. It's mm. it's words of instruction. It's words of guidance and correction. Mm. And and to know this is to know life. Mm. This is the nature of it, and, and yet. What happens when you when you look look up a sermon and you go and you listen to listen? And I'm not saying these sermons, they're they're wonderful. Please listen to sermons. 
but if 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 you if you've gone to YouTube before you've gone to the Word of God, you have a consumer heart, mm. and you don't have a heart that's yielded to Christ. That's just the truth, wow. and and I and I can't. I, I wish I could say it nicer. I, maybe some you know some people would 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 like me <laughs> if i did but i just i need to tell the body of christ the truth on this one you need to develop a desire and a hunger to know the written word of god mm. it's wow. just so very important how how do you expect to obey god if you don't even know what he says Yes, I think that in our North American churches, especially, we've—I've been guilty of it. I won't speak for you, but I think we've enabled people too much to be dependent on the clergy or on the leadership. And I kind of had another, um, just an aha while you said that. You said that the other night, and then you've said it a little bit differently today. I was going to ask you because Tyler's been hitting on this too. You know, we have the mind of Christ. He—he he was preaching the other day that. He was trusting God for every time that he launched out and spoke. He would have a new word, and it wouldn't just be the same old, same old. And I'm thinking, as being being doing this for 50-some years, I'm thinking, well, how do you always do that? I mean, I have moments where God, <laughs> God really pours through me things that, you know, are... I wouldn't say they're new revelations like answering what the 70-week of Daniel is or something like that, but they are revelations. You know, for uh -huh. people, for myself, but that doesn't always happen. You know, so I'm thinking, how do I? Maybe it comes back to what you said. We haven't ourselves spent enough time in the Word of God ourselves. In other words, get rid of the YouTube channel, get rid of the notes over here. God had me go through my library a number of years ago. He told me to burn out my brain, burn out my brain. What do you mean by that, Lord? He said you're too cerebral. Get rid of your notes. I'm going to tell you what books to get rid of. Ah, I can't do that. So that's what I did. Maybe that's wow. what you're. Maybe that's what you're referring to. You know, we don't do that enough. And if we did that more, then every time we got into the Word, every time we shared, there'd be a morsel of revelation. Is that? Do you think that's possible? I think it's very possible. Um, I don't just think, um, <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> That's what I want, brother. That's what I want. Well, you know, in, in a perfect example, I, you know, I've, I've read through scripture from front to back. I, I don't, I don't know how many times, right. countless times. I, I've been, I'm in Mark right now mm. and I'm seeing things that, I never saw before. How yes. how is that even possible? Yeah. And and I marvel at this. But you know what what it's matching? This and I think maybe this is a key, right? When you take a life of obedience, it's following after God, and you so you're you're always experiencing new things in the Lord. Mm. You know, because you're living a life of faith, so you're out there on the fringe. Right. Um and and you're kind of exploring the, the the wild frontier, like I like I described earlier, and and so there's always something new that you're discovering, and so then when you go back to the Word of God, uh, I don't know what the law is called, but it's like you know, Matt, if you were to go out and buy a red car, oh. and you pull it out of your driveway for the first time, and you start mm -hmm. to drive, 
what are you going to notice? Red cars. Red cars, <laughs> right? And so I think that that's probably part of the key here is that when when the, when the when the experiences of life come into view in scripture, we notice new things because we are being made new. Yes. And so this is what I saw just the other day. I thought this was just hilarious. Um, in Mark chapter 3, and this is right in line with um, what we're talking about here. So he, um, in verse 13, he, he's, um, he goes up on this mountain and he appoints the 12. Right. Right. And he gives them power. He says about to preach and to have power to heal sickness and to cast out demons. And he names them. Right. And this included even Judas, you know, the one who betrayed him. So the multitude comes together and so that they could not even so much as eat bread. But when his own people heard about this, they went out to lay a hold of him for they said he is out of his mind. And it, it just jumped off the page at me. He's out of his mind. Mm. His own people were concerned like, oh, he's, he's created, he's created a real problem here. <laughs> Right, they try to lay hold of him because he's out of his mind. It doesn't work. The next verses say, um, uh, that that the that the scribes came and says he has a demon. Mm. He well, specifically he has Beelzebub, mm. right? And he and by the power of Beelzebub, that's how he's casting out demons. And he, and so he instructs them. He's a little tongue in cheek, and he says, "How can how can Satan cast out Satan? Right? Like why why would he destroy his own work? Right? And he, and he says the only way that you can do that is to first to go in and bind the strong man in the house. Wow! And then you can steal. Right? Mm. The next thing that happens as as he's giving this instruction, people are still worried. Now listen, he just gave them instruction." His own people came, you know, to to control him. The scribes came to control him. Now it says in verse thirty-one, then his brother and his mother came and standing outside, they sent to him saying and and calling him, and they said, "Look, your mother and your brothers are outside seeking you. Why are they there seeking him?" It's the same narrative. They're there to ask Jesus to please settle down. People are saying bad things about you. Mm. That's the that's the message. Our, our friends, our friends can't get to us. Mm. The religious leaders can't get to us. Now I'm sending your family to try to get you under control. And Jesus responds again and says, "Who's my who's my mother? Who's my brother? Mm. Those of you who are here, hungry and thirsting after God, you you're you're my mother. You're my brother." Right. And I started to realize, wow, you know, when you when you when when a person really starts to go after to say, my whole life, Lord, my whole life belongs to you. I'm I'm just I'm all in. People are gonna say that you're out of your mind. People are gonna scratch their heads. People are going to this is this is this the, the the harsh truth. I, I experience a ton of, of miraculous things. I also experience a ton of rejection. Wow. 
Mm. Right? But Jesus promised, again, it's just promise. It's how, how do we look at these things? Jesus said two things. One thing he said, he said, remember when people hate you, they hated me first. It's not actually you that they hate. They hate me and you. Mm-hmm. Because they're having to come to terms with something. Wow. Yes. And then he and then he made a promise to us, right? He said, in this world, you will have troubles. You will. And listen, if, if, if somebody's out there right now and you're serving the Lord and you really believe you're giving God your best, if you don't have troubles... <laughs> I'm actually worried. I'm actually worried about you. That's true. Right? For sure. Like, like you don't have any problems? Wow, that's too bad. Because if you had a problem in your life right now, you would get to see the move of God take care of this, this trouble that, that, you're, that you're experiencing. You would experience the comfort of the Holy Spirit. You would experience so many things. But boy, your life doesn't have any trouble, so I guess I guess you know yeah, you're missing a, out. I have a little uh, blurb that's been in my Bible since I was a teenager, and it says, "The apostles had one thing in common: they were extremely joyful. The power of God was running; it was in their lives. I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing it to the point where miraculous things always occurred, and they were in constant trouble." <laughs> yes, I, be- I believe that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know you do, and I, and I and I do think that you know it's just it's just the reality of of life um, that we have these that we have these troubles that we have challenging things that occur. But what have we said from the start of this message, right? When when trouble abounds, where where there is trouble, mm. where people are poor, where people yeah. are struggling, there we see God. Yes, I'm yeah. in this in Second Corinthians. I just uh, I call that uh, all that chapter there. You know, we're troubled on every side. We're persecuted. All this we used to yeah. read that since we were teenagers. But then when you think of the life of Paul, now there was a guy that really lived that scripture. You know, uh, eight, nine, and ten. There, uh, you know, uh, persecuted but not forsaken, cast down but not destroyed. You know the scripture. Yeah, I, I call that the squeezing process. Like, like we're grapes, you know, we're fruit. Doesn't that help? <laughs> if you're really centered in God, you know, really following after him the way he wants you to, and these things come into your life, they're just going to squeeze more of that fruit juice out of you that's going to just kind of overflow on people. You're not going to be like I've been where you go to the wife and you say, man, this is going wrong, that's going wrong, why is this, that, you know, like kind of like Job's wife. You're going to be the opposite and say, you know, God is good, you know, and, and some people around you are going to say, well, curse God and die, you know, I mean, yeah. what, what's wrong with you? You know, Job, yeah. Job had the, he had the right idea. He worshiped, you know, he did. I, I mean, wow, there's so much you're saying here. I, I was wondering, unless you had another thought, how, how we might land this, but I, I thought of what you said the other night. I think I only got two of them down. Um, you had had brought up three things. Where is where is God looking at your life? And do you remember those three things? I want to hear you. Does that sound like a good way to maybe land this uh, session? Yeah, today? 
Yeah, I think that that would be good. You know, let's let's maybe give people. You know what I'm talking about. I do. Yep. Um, you know, I, I think that um, that would be good. You know, to maybe give people some some helpful tips on on how they can begin their own upward journey um, to really come to a place of, of really just understanding um, how the father sees them. Mm. You know, um, I think that this is where it starts, and when we start to see. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this. You know, when we start to see as God sees, we will do as God says. Be, because we'll trust him. Mm. And so the first thing that that um that in this process of that that I that I follow and um I don't necessarily do this every day, but I do it when I feel like I have to. Um starting with celebration, which we talked about earlier, you know. Just in everything, giving thanks to God. Philemon verse 6, because there's only one chapter for those who don't know. I love that verse. says that the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. People of God, you are filled with good things. You are, God has given you so many good things and who you are is good and meant to be good in this earth. And so how can we start to change our mindset, right? And I had three questions. The first question is, where is God looking at your life and rejoicing? Where is God looking at you right now, right now in this moment? And as he looks at you, he's just so full of joy. It's a beautiful mm. question. To stop and take time to just sit with that question and let the love of the Father Flood over your life. We'll change your day today. Second question. What good things does God see in you already? We're, we're so quick to be people that, that look at what we're lacking. Mm. That we forget to take time to, to, to slow down and go, you know, I've got some really, I've got some really cool things about me. And, and this is not this is not arrogant. We're we're doing this with the father to say, look, when 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 you were a kid, and you and you drew a picture, were you afraid to show that picture to your mom and dad, to your parents? Mm. Mm. No, you weren't. Wow. You go beaming with pride, like, look, look what I've done. Mm. And as children to God, for us to have that same heart, this is why Jesus said. If you want to know, if you want to really understand the kingdom, you have to come like a child. Yes. And this is not degrading at all. It's saying, no, re- re- return to your joy. Return to your innocence. And look inward at yourself and, and, and be happy. Be happy for the good things that are already in you. Write them down. Don't just think about them. I would really encourage you to write them down. So that you can return to them mm. and look at them and be restored in your happiness. Mm. Third question: What makes you joyful about where you are right now? Mm-hmm. This is a key question, right? What makes you joyful about where you are right now? 
And I, yeah, yeah, okay, I've got I've got this and that going on, and that bill is driving me crazy, and the car's not working quite right, and you know, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. But what what makes you glad? What makes you joyful about life as it is right now? Um, then when we when we when we start from a place of gratitude, a place of joy, um, it, it really does set us up to you know to to lift ourselves up to be encouraged in the Lord, um, to recognize His goodness, right, and and then be able to move forward in our day. You know this um, this. Uh, this PDF that I that I created real quick the other yes. night, Matt. I want, you know, I want to get a hold of that. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm you know I'm gonna I'm actually gonna send it to you right now. Thank and, you. Um, and in doing so, what I would love is, um, yeah, I sent it to you. Thank um, you. You know, if uh, if you know, I don't know how your podcast is set up or whatever, but if you you know, this is something that. I, I don't claim exclusive rights to. It's my pleasure to serve the body of Christ with, you know, with this little devotional piece. And so, please, by all means, share with as many people as you would like. Yes, we'll put and it in the show notes. There, there you go, there you go. And and may that be an encouragement to all of you who are listening here today. And may it help you to to start your day maybe in a different way than you have previously. Mm, yes. And may, and, and may you be surprised. Yes. I really am praying that for each of you that you are surprised by the joy that you receive by focusing on the good things of God. And right. may you may you journey upward in Christ today in your life. Amen. Amen. Yes. So wow, we've had such a wonderful time here with uh, Pastor Apostle. David Farwell, I'm so excited. I mean, I've received so much, some more revelation in my heart. He has such a heart for God. Is there anything, David, before we leave, any way we can support you? Or um, I know you have like a, your ministry here, Resurgence Network, uh, and you also have an email there. Uh, is there a place to send support, or what is it that you'd like us to do for you? Yeah, um, Matt, thank you. And me, and because of the newness of this journey that I'm on, um, you know, maybe that's something that I could round back with you and say, sure. well, here's here's some avenues for that. Right now, I would just simply ask this because I really believe I'm I'm, I'm going to be heading back out mm. um, uh, again to Europe in in May. Wow! And um, from there, actually traveling also to South Africa. Wow. And, um, Wonderful. yeah. Um, you know, but with each of these trips, I'm just, I'm just trusting that as God sends me according to, you know, his leading, um, the hill, the hill, he'll take care of me. Just like, yes. I mean, Paul, Paul never waited to gather up support before he went, right? No. God said, go. And he went and then he didn't worry about it. And in Philippians, we hear these words where he says, I've just learned in all things to be content. Mm. I've learned to have much, I've learned to have little. And so I'm 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 jealous for the for the prayers of God's people. Yes. Um 
um, I think that I am, I am, I really mean this. I feel like I'm so tremendously supported because I believe God is my provider. And if, if God leads some, some of you here on this, this call to, um, to be a part of how God provides, um, then I thank God for how he's going to bless you for your obedience. Um, and if not, it's okay because, mm. God's going to provide one way or the other. And, and so, um, you know, Matt, people can reach out to me that via that email, um, they can ask me if, if there are ways in which they could send sure. support, if that's sure. something they would like to do, if they would just like to be on an email list and hear about the amazing things that God is doing all across the world, then I would be privileged to add them to the list and to share the stories of God's goodness and his greatness. Amen. So with that, we'll close out. And I would like to ask three more things uh, with your permission, sir. Um, one, could we have you back again sometime? Oh, that would be my, be my honor, yes. And, and two, I was going to have you um, close out in prayer. But what I'd like to do, if, with your permission, is I'd like to pray for you. Um, maybe we'll have you do this. Maybe we'll, if it's okay with you, have you pray first, and then I'll pray for you, and then we'll close out. Does that sound good? I'd like to I, pray over you, brother. So, amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, I want you to pray over the Kingdom Corner uh, devotees out there. <laughs> yes, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's agree in the Lord together now in prayer. So, Father, thank you for this audience who's hearing these words that go out from my brother Matt um time and time again thank you for his his heart to bring other people in to um to share the platform that you've given him um he is a selfless servant and i pray father that you would bless him and for those who are listening here today as they hear these words according to where they are and the work that you are doing in each of them i pray that their hearts would be stirred that their hunger for you would increase, that their desire to know you in new and greater ways would multiply, and that in this time, would it be possible, Lord, that you would allow for your people to be activated. Mm -hmm. May this session that, that we've had today be a catalyst for people to rise up and to answer the call to use their gifts and your power <laughs> yeah. to change the world. And I look forward to new brothers and sisters in Christ who are willing to link arms with me and to link yeah. arms with my brother, Matt, as we move forward to advance your kingdom mm. on earth as it is in heaven. And we mm. pray these things in Jesus' name, our yes. King, our yes. Lord, and our Savior. Yes. yes. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you. We've just had a rich feast here today with Pastor Apostolic Minister David. And I'm just so blessed that he brought him into my life. And 
He's just so inspiring. I thank you. I, I just see in him, like your, like the other David, that he has a heart after you. And I, I pray that it will always be after you in all the things that he sets his hand and heart to do. Lord, yes. we pray for David. I just pray that mm -hmm. as he gets ready to go overseas in May again, and as he's going over there, I know, to start establishing an apostolic work, that you would prepare the hearts of the people that he goes to, that you would set about and just open those doors and prepare everything just so it's like what you want to have lord that he would meet the right people the things would uh, just flow together the way you want them to i pray that you would provide for he and his wife and family there in california that you would just again provision upon provision upon provision like he said the Thank other you. night would continually pour upon that family Oh, Thank just you, bless him. Bless him as he comes in and bless him as he goes out. Bless him as he communes with you at night, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for allowing him to share today on the Kingdom Corner podcast. May those who listen today, tomorrow, in the future, um, just be so touched by what you have said through him. And uh, use those words just to um, penetrate their hearts as only you can do. Amen and amen. Thank Amen. you very much. Thank you, everyone. Amen. All right. Thank you for joining us for another great discussion on The Kingdom Corner, hosted by Matt Geib. Remember to click the subscribe button so you can be notified of each new episode as it's released. To enjoy an even deeper dive into God's Word, check out Matt's new devotional book, Searching for Significance, a devotional journey through the book of Ecclesiastes. Learn more and even hear from Matt himself on the devotional website, significanceacademy.com. As always, thank you for being a part of the Kingdom Corner.